Welcome to the Gaming Tailgate Podcast. I am CDJ, joined this evening again by JB Huskers. JB, how are you? Good, good, good. How's it going? Good. Since last time we talked, it was pretty quiet in the world of college football and pretty quiet in the world of EA Sports College football. Then about three weeks ago, actually about two from the time we record this, comes out rumors that quickly changed to news of Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. Maybe by 2025, I'm going to guess it happens earlier, but as of now, 2025. And with that, my thoughts instantly went to, I don't know where the custom conference feature sat, uh, you know, in terms of the cut line and being in year one of EA Sports College football, but I'm thinking now it probably has to move above the cut line. Jibby, what do you agree, disagree? Uh, and first off, what are your thoughts on Oklahoma, Texas leaving to go to the SEC? Well, it's so weird because Texas basically wanted to be the ruler of the Big 12, had to have their mm-hmm. own network, had to be the top dog in everything. And that almost might have been a catalyst for Nebraska leaving the Big mm-hmm. 12 back in the day. Might have been a catalyst for A&M leaving the SEC as well, maybe Missouri as well. They might have just got tired of Texas and uh, decided to bolt. Now it's kind of weird hearing Texas deciding to bolt for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to go to where they're not going to be the top dog there. And uh, it, it's interesting to hear that they're going to do that, you know, and, and, uh, and maybe uh, the, the true story will come out in the years to come. I don't know uh, what's really going to happen, but they probably saw the writing on the wall and things are going to mm-hmm. crumble. And uh, the teams that are left there, uh, and also the teams that are left in the Pac-12 might have to try to band together to save whatever's left and and uh, go from there. But it's uh, it's quite the uh, the interesting story for sure. It's one of those things I I tend to think that I wonder if they saw and realized that the Big Tub wasn't stable, uh, especially a year with COVID hitting and realizing that these athletic departments, a lot of the smaller programs are the ones that were struggling to be profitable. You know, one big hit and they become pretty shaky. I wonder if maybe saw the writing on the wall, like you said, and they're looking for long-term stability. And it kind of reminded me of a few months ago, uh, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I remember following when there was talks of the Super League being formed and a lot of the college football writers and fans said, what would happen in a college football super conference? Well, we're, we're getting that. And I think that's what this is. I think all the big boys are going to try at least join the big boy league. They want to be stable. They don't want to see their conference fall apart because if the opposite happened where the bottom of the big 12 falls out, Oklahoma and Texas would be have to crawl on broken glass to get anywhere. Whereas now, uh, you know, any conference in the right mind would gladly take them. So I think it makes sense in a long-term stability frame of mind, but I'm not sure short-term or at least on the field, how it's going to play out. I know it makes sense geographically. They're not that far out of the SEC realm. However, I think now those SEC schools, you know, they're salivating. They can go into Texas now. They have stronger recruiting ties now to go in there and say, you know, let's say uh, Florida wants to go into Texas and get players or Alabama wants to extend even more into Texas. They can say, hey, now, you know, yeah, we're several states away, but we're going to have at least three games in your area, you know, numerous times in your college career. You can play at Texas, play at A&M or at Oklahoma. Your family can see you there. It's not that long of a drive. Uh, you'll be on the SEC network. You'll be on ESPN. It makes a lot of sense, I think, for it. Uh, as a college football fan, I don't know how I feel about this. All these conferences kind of merging, some fading away. Traditions kind of going by the wayside. It seems like everything now is so corporate and big that I don't know if we'll ever get that, I don't want to say small feel of college football, 
but yeah. uh, some of those traditions were born out of regions, you know, regional issues. And, and now it's, you know, it's one big blob of college football that spans from coast to coast. Traditions went away a lot for the most part a while back anyway. So that is true. It, it is, now is the Longhorn Network done with this? Some, you know? some say that, but ESPN owned it. So I got to think, I don't know. I would not think the SEC Network would want to have a secondary, you know, Longhorn Network they're competing with. So I would think that would yeah. probably go by the wayside, but maybe it goes to a streaming service because that's what Notre Dame is using now. They're going to a streaming service as well as games on Peacock, I believe. I don't know. The future is interesting. Things have changed so much in, say, the last five to ten years where before that, it moved at a, a glacier speed, and now it seems like the last, I'd say five years, but really the last two to three years, things have just gone at a breakneck speed. And uh, with name image likeness going in, with schools moving once again, with more rumors of realignment, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's one of those things that every seems like every month there's something big happening. I can only imagine Notre Dame fans being pissed right now where their first game is going to be on Peacock. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I've read a lot of comments like that. People are not happy with that service, so it could be a disaster between uh, WWE events, uh, Olympic yeah, they, events have been nightmares. It's just, yeah, they, it's they tough. crapped the bed. They crapped the bed with the last pay per view uh, with a <laughs> very uh, uh, horrible freeze. But what do you think about the custom conference feature? How it was in NCAA football fourteen? And like, again, go back to you know three weeks ago. Where do you think it's in your mind, in your opinion? Where do you think it stood in terms of the likelihood of being in EA college football year one to today with all the news that's happened in the last three weeks? We don't know uh, exactly what we were supposed to get with game one in this mm-hmm. new series, but at the same time, you almost, um, with the ever-changing landscape of college football, you almost have to have that in anyways, just to be flexible with mm. everything that's always been changing anyways, you know? Right. I don't know how you could not have it in there and because mm. otherwise you're going to be outdated uh, if if you don't have it in and in a school leaves a, a conference and you're two years away from putting that feature in, then you're stuck for two or three games without with a team in the wrong conference. So I don't think they could afford to not have it in the game. If you asked me three weeks ago, I would say there was a, you know, 50, 50, maybe 60, 40, good chance it would be in at least some form of year one. But I think with the recent developments, it would not shock me. And hopefully we find out sooner than later. Uh, I, I think it goes above the cut line and it's guaranteed in year one. So tonight I thought we would go through and talk about some of the big community requests with this mode, our thoughts on the mode, and things that the NCAA Football 14 version uh, isn't going to quite cut the mustard here in year one because as we get into it, back then the most you could put in a conference were 16 teams. Well, the SEC is going to start out at least in 2025, if not earlier, with 16 teams. So already you couldn't expand that in future, so they're going to have to make some changes. So let's go through custom conferences and structure. And why did we put and structure? If you played NCAA football 14, remember it wasn't just custom conferences. You were able to set custom the conference options. You were able to set the BCS tie-ins. If you remember the BCS, that's how long ago it was when the last game came out. We're talking BCS. Let's get into custom conferences and structure. The big one right off the bat, I think the community asked for it. I think this is one that has to be delivered sooner than later. Increased size range. And this is in various different aspects. First off, as we just mentioned, in each conference, the limit in NCAA football, 14, 16 teams, uh, in my opinion, is going to have to be 20 to 24. That's a lot of the rumors. You know, if if the SEC is going to 16 and there's talk of super conferences, if 16 is not super, at least the super of 20 to 24. Yeah. I mean, is that kind of the range you would think, JB? Well, I mean, you might might be in the end just going to – 
It's just going to be all power five. There ain't going to be a smaller conference. It may not be the smaller conferences might be gone and done with in the end, once it's all said and done because of these type of big, big power moves that these the bigger power fives are doing. So these smaller conferences might be done for, uh, I mean, I don't, it's weird because the power, some of the power five conferences are kind of <laughs> being put in a vice hold too. So, right. uh, you know, it's, it's weird to, it, it's such an unknown right now because of what the sec is loading, you know, sec and big 10 are only the, the really true ones that are looking really good right now because, right. Uh, you know, it sounds like big Ten's going to probably earn, uh, get gain Kansas. I don't know about anybody else, maybe Iowa state. Um, or even West Coast. There's always talk that when Jim Delaney was commissioner, mm-hmm. he dreamed of a coast-to-coast conference. And yep. there's been rumors of some of the Pac-12 teams coming in. You know, West Virginia could be a team that could come in, too. Um, you know, it's so weird because it's not just the smaller conferences that are in trouble. And, 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 and it's weird. Maybe the smaller conferences are more st- – they might be more stable than the, it, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 right now. In some regards, I think you might be right. I, I think yeah. that they can always shift around and seem to survive, whereas if – now with the Big Twelve losing its top two, who knows where they stand? You know, five to ten years from now, where they'll be at. Along with that, we talk about more teams per conference, and I know this doesn't quite go into custom conferences, but we'd be remiss if we didn't say we're going to need more user-controlled teams. Uh, you know, when it comes to playing with these conferences being so massive, and Madden allowing a full thirty-two user-control, you know, online franchise, we're going to have to see more more teams selectable for users to play. The big one also with the increased size range. The ability to go above or below 130 teams, whether that's removing or adding through Team Builder, I know it's a tough one, and because some of the schools are probably not going to sign off on the ability to have their team removed, but you could swap them in and out before. So maybe if you wanted to go back to a 124 team or 120 team or just a Power Five, whatever you wanted to do, basically the name of the game is more options and customization. Whatever dream scenario you can think of, uh, that option needs to be in the game, and that goes back to the first point. With those teams per conference, you know, if any article you've read that has a hypothetical of what could happen with realignment, to be able to do that in the game, I think it's what the goal needs to be. So with that, if you go above or below 130 teams, some of the questions that come to mind, will the game need to have more than the four FCS that they had in NCAA Football 14, the four directional school FCS directionals, which are basically placeholders to, you know, fill out your schedule, to uh, replicate the 1AA or FCS teams that FCS teams that were in there. The big one the community always asked for was the ability to swap in created teams for the fictional FCS. Uh, if they don't give us, you know, some of those FCS the real teams to play against or fill out schedules, maybe the ability to swap in. But I know that's tough because I do not expect a team builder in year one. That's just my personal opinion. I think if we get an in-depth custom co- uh, conference, I think that's great. I just don't see a team builder in year one. So that'll be interesting to see what they do with it, the FCS directionals as they had in NCAA 14. Yeah. I mean, it probably won't be a year one thing, but you kind of wonder, especially with teams going in and out of FCS, you kind of wonder why not just sign FCS. Right. And so it wouldn't shock me if they have at least a couple. Cause FCS is part of the NIL, right? I believe it's all levels. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the, uh, depends some on the state legislation, I believe, but I, but I believe they apply to that. Uh, one thing I thought would, if EA wanted to do a, a great marketing thing was if they realize, okay, we don't want to do FCS directionals, which the fans would be thrilled to hear that. What if they come out and say, okay, we're going to look to take eight, eight playoff teams or four playoff teams, 
So whoever those teams are, those are the ones we're going to approach first about getting licensed in the game. Yeah. That would be a great marketing angle and story angle. I can see that on social media being, okay, not only did this FCS team make the playoffs, okay, now they're going to be in the game year one or year two as one of these FCS schools. I think that'd be a great story and great marketing approach. Uh, that would be, there'd be fans talking about it who don't even follow FCS because now they know they'd be in the game. Yeah, and they're going to have to be flexible because mm. with all these changes, you don't know what's going to happen to the Sun Belt and uh, things like that. I mean, the Sun Belt, you know, brought in a lot of FCS teams when, uh, right. and then there were some teams that were in the game like Idaho that went down to FCS. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, there's going to probably be some of that movement uh, again, caused by uh, this major conference realignment once, uh, whenever that happens again with Texas and Oklahoma. And we do know through uh, Matt Brown at back his uh, extra points newsletter, He's been doing a great job with Freedom Information Acts, learning about the contracts that EA and the CLC have been trying to get uh, the schools to sign to join. And there has been discussion or notes mentioned of adding FCS at some point, which so maybe that comes sooner than later. Another big one, and I know this is tough because in NCAA 14, they couldn't do some of this because the conferences wouldn't sign off on it. And I get completely why that would be, but we're here to talk about what the fans want. If it's not completely realistic, no offense, that's not our problem. That's We have to just say what the people want. A big one is always to, the ability to create a new conference. And I understand that that's a little tough, um, and the conferences may not want to see themselves be edited away or deleted away. Uh, some ways around that. Maybe if you can't make a new one, maybe you could at least rename it to the name of a conference that existed previously. So that would allow you to bring back the Southwestern Conference, and maybe you uh, move teams around to bring back the Big Eight or the, you know, the big 12 as is. And with that, if you can make a new one or edit to, you know, an old format, could you upload an image or maybe the game already has it where you can select old conference logos. Mm-hmm. So let's say we, you go in and you make the big eight. Well, you don't want it stuck in saying the big 12 forever. Well, I'm sure the big 12 owns the rights to the big eight name, the big eight logo. So then maybe you go in and select the big eight logo, just some small things like that. I know image upload and moderation would be a nightmare for EA. And I don't blame any studio that doesn't want to touch that. I mean, I, yeah. I completely get that as a fan. We've, we've seen what happens with other games. Oh, yeah. With NBA 2K, there's issues they're still chasing down. And I believe MLB, the show, has that where people are just putting things that almost unbelievable. But you know they're doing it for outrage effect and hoping to get on social media. But, you know, terrible things. So I either get moderation's a nightmare. Yeah. So I, I, I completely get why EA may not want to touch that at all, especially year one. So maybe you just the ability to select old logos, things like that. And also the ability to eliminate conferences. And again, that wasn't in NCAA football 14. Conferences don't want that. But what if you... That might happen anyways in real life. I, that's, <laughs> but what if... It's always about, always about how you sell it, how you sell things, how you market things to these schools and conferences. What if it's not eliminating? But if you can go down to zero teams in a conference, that conference is gone. But the next year they're still there behind the scenes and you can fill them back up. So the user and their storyline and their mode or whatever you want to view it as they could view it as all oh, this year, the big 12 cratered and it's gone. Hmm. And then the next season, Oh, look who's back from the ashes. So it wouldn't yeah. be eliminate. Maybe you call it the ability to hide a conference. Yeah, I mean, it's just about how you market things. It's kind of a cool way to do a storytelling. I just don't foresee EA ever doing this. I, I agree, and I don't think the conference would sign off on it. But again, we're, yeah. we've said this before on the show, and we're probably going to say it every episode where we talk about wish lists or feedback. They want our $60. We're not trying to get theirs. 
So yeah. we're going to say what the community has wanted and the ability to I'll eliminate or high conference. I'll take their $60. <laughs> Trust me, they're not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not offering any. Another big one is options. In NCAA 14, you had off options such as conference championship game location, uh, night games in November, which really related at the time to the Big, big Ten. So some of the options that uh, going through community feedback and JB and I talking about it, the conference format. And if you go and Google SEC conference realignment, pods, divisions, you can find at basically every SB Nation, uh, Bleacher Report, whatever team site you can find, a a writer who has come out with a hypothetical on how they are going to line up the 16 teams in the SEC. You can find writers who have talked about, you know, if the Big Ten does realignment, if the Big 12 does realignment, if uh, the AAC does realignment, how they would do it. Uh, one is that's had a lot of traction among fans is pods. Right now, they the theory with the SEC is have the four four team pods, and it's it's really interesting. There's a lot of discussion by the writers on how to keep rivalries. Some say that they would have basically three lock teams that would they would always play basically plus their pod. It, it's interesting. I've yet to see one, and maybe I've missed it. If they go to a pod format, would they keep a conference championship game? And if so, how they pick the representatives. That's the one I haven't seen a lot. Actually, I haven't seen any of. Again, with conference format, maybe you stay with eight team divisions or whatever you have per conference, make, you know, to make the conference even. Or maybe there's no divisions. Maybe you, you know, if you have a eight team conference, maybe it's like the big eight, you play everybody. Again, with options, conference championship game, do you have one or not have one? Again, then also how the representatives are picked. There's so many different ways, and it goes back to what we mentioned earlier. Uh, if I know EA is in uncharted waters here because we haven't seen this before in Major Division One football, with so many teams and the chances of having a pod, so it almost they almost have to for their designing go and look at all these writers and all these authors who come up with their own theories and say, okay, can we put that in the game? Can we make that possible in the game? Can we make that an option? Protected rivalries that was in there before. It'll tie into something we'll mention here uh, on the next screen as well. The crossover games, that's another big one. Who do you play guaranteed each year with pods? Uh, some of the writers I've read think that's a nightmare, that uh, in terms of keeping protected rivalries and crossover games, they don't really know how it'd be done. So I get from a, a design standpoint, this this could be a nightmare. But again, they're, they're going to have two it, years for it at least. If you look at it, the NFL schedule is like a pod. You right, got, your, your protected schedule is your co- your division, and mm. you play a set. Uh, you play a set division every four years. That's in the, in the opposite conference. I wish I remember who I read, but I read somebody who used the NFL model exactly and said, "This is what the NFL does. They could do the same with pods." Uh, but then I get to a different writer who says, "Now they did, that one didn't mention the NFL, but they said that they felt some of the rivalries would be tough to keep." But who knows? We don't. We have no clue how this is going to shake out. I don't think the SEC does at this rate either. And also, the number of conference games is a big one because the SEC is one that you know. There's always been talk. Will they add another conference game? Maybe. Do you have eight conference games? Do you have nine? Do you have ten conference games? There. I mean, there's just so many hypotheticals that, as a user, this would be great because especially if you have a conference loaded with user teams, you're going to want as many conference games as possible to figure out who the best team is. There's just there's just so many things that. From a design point, I feel for EA on this. I mean, there's just so many things that they don't know right now. But like we said, custom conference probably above the cut line, and now is probably something that's got to be in year one. Here's a feature that I want to give credit to Q Toval, 
selecting your rivals. And this is a good one because it ties into the protected rivalries we just talked about on the last screen. On the surface, it's one of those first like, well, does it really fit with custom conferences and structure? But then I thought about it now, yeah, it does. Because if you can protect your rivals and you have all these teams changing divisions and changing pods or changing conferences, you're going to be able to select your own rival. And especially when you're playing online dynasty with a user, yeah, our two teams, JB and I may not have history, but you know, it's always not when he and I play each other, it's a rivalry. So the ability to add that right off the bat, I, I think is, is huge. I think it's something that people always wanted in 14. It was a pretty popular re- request. So I think it's one of those that uh, EA college football would be great to have in year one. JB, what are your thoughts on that? And again, we should say that everything I've gathered from the community in the past and present is that existing rivalries would remain. Like you could not go in and say that Nebraska, Oklahoma are no longer rivals or Ohio state, Michigan are no longer rivals. That would be locked. But if you wanted to go in and say, you know, Nebraska, Minnesota are now rivals. Or if you wanted to say that, make, yeah, make your own rivalry, you could do it. Yeah. And I think it's good, especially for an online dynasty, like mm-hmm. with your friends, make your friends rivals. That's, it's probably the big reason to do that. It's also probably if there's a, and then if there's a new rivalry that happens over the, the course of, uh, you know, past, you know, couple seasons, whatnot, you know, that, that, uh, that kind of, is not programmed in the game. You can maybe add it into there, but I think, I think the biggest thing is going to be online dynasty. Uh, just the fact of uh, being able to add it in uh, to be able to call yourself a rival with your friend is probably going to be where that benefits the most. I agree. And one of the, I went back from the old gaming tailgate wish list tournament when uh, the item of manually or dynamic rivalries came up. I want to talk about the dynamic rivalries. There was always one of those that, you know, we just kind of loosely threw out some ideas on it. Don't think it would really work the best. I think the best is just manually select and be done. Like you said, right mm-hmm. off the bat, you know, if you and I have a history of playing sports games against each other in online dynasty, we're going to be rivals off the bat. Mm-hmm. But let's say in the game, you know, if it was a dynamic one, what is it you have? If you say that you have, you play, th- you know, three out of five years, you play five straight years. If you have a bunch of close games, it just seems like, how would you pick that? And sometimes rivalries aren't always on the field. Let's say uh, two users uh, have some great recruiting battles. Maybe they have back-to-back years of playing each other in a bowl game or a playoff. Right in in their mind, they're probably rivals. But would a two-game series in a video game constitute a rivalry? Probably not. So that's where I think the manual ability it would probably be imperative if or when they add this feature. Yeah, and it's it's probably going to be hard to get it right, mm-hmm. so to speak. It probably right. be a, it, there's a big a bigger chance for that to be a mess. Right. Uh, I agree with that. So it's probably best to do it, be able to do it manually rather than have it dynamic. Uh, instead yep. of a, you know, oh my god, this guy uh, this guy got smoked eighty five to zero twice in a row, and now they're rivals. <laughs> well, they're very bitter, very bitter rivals. But yeah. I want to thank Qtoa for that. That's one of those that uh, if you're following us on Twitter or on Facebook, you know, we'll put this out from time to time you know, feedback for the podcast. So I want to thank Qtoval for that. You know, make sure you, if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, every once in a while, we're going to ask for feedback that we'll use in the show. And that's where his feedback came in very handy. This is a feature, the aspect that did make my notes initially, but once he suggested it, it became pretty important. Join that, join that discord server kids and discord. We got to get that hopping. Yeah. And here's a big one. You know, we talked about, you know, being cut conferences and structure. Well, in the NCAA football 14, you could adjust the BCS tie-ins and alliances, however you want to word it. The one that the community has asked for, and I think 
personally for me is this is pretty high up there. The bowl tie-ins and playoff structure. We didn't have playoffs in the NCAA football playoffs. 15. The guys at CFB revamped, added it, added a playoff, but it's it's tough to do behind the scenes, but they found a way to make it work a little bit. First editable bowl tie-ins. It seems like these change every year. Like these change even more than conferences in realignment. Uh, so to have that, right. I think would be a huge start. Are there even tie-ins anymore? There know. are, but sometimes you get down to the middle tier, lower tier bowls, and it, it could be teams from two or three different conferences, but yeah. they are there. But I, so I think to have a, the possibility to edit those would be, would be great. And also the big one, we know we're going to get playoffs in year one. Playoffs? I mean, that's one of those that there's no doubt about it. So an editable playoff structure and just thinking about this, there's so many things they could do. And I understand they're, maybe year one, their hands are tied, that they have to put the 14 playoff in. And yeah. we don't know if the 12 team now is coming because it sounds like it's on hold uh, with some of the conferences wondering if the SEC was pushing for the 12, knowing that they had Oklahoma, <laughs> Texas coming in, and it could load Illusion. up the playoff with their teams. So Illusion. just from a fan standpoint, the different options, maybe, you know, do you go to a two-team playoff field, a four, a six, eight, 12, 16, or more, like the, Mike Leach wants? Let's do the know? Bobby Knight, do the Bobby Knight 128-team tournament. Well, Mike Leach wants, he wants a 64-teamer. Remember, so Bobby, Bobby Knight wanted the 300 and yeah, that's, everybody in the tournament. <laughs> in a way, they already are, but I understand his point. Yeah. Along with that, you got to think about the field determination. How are those teams going to be picked? Are there going to be an air quote committee? Are you going to take conference champs and some at large? Like basically what composition, how do you decide what teams make whatever playoff you have? Do you go to the BCS format? Do you go to even pre-BCS format? And then at the end, you let the computer re-rank you one last time. There's just so many things there that if they want to go historic, that they could do for a postseason that I think would be a lot of fun in a user dynasty. Yeah, and you could probably do the... um... You know, I don't know if it's going to be a year one thing, but they can probably do at least presentation wise, probably not a year one thing, but you can do the weekly uh, top 25 mm. playoff countdown thing. You could probably do year one of a just a text based thing and they mm. probably just use a you know BCS like point structure to determine that top 25. But uh, uh, at least uh, I bet that at, at least a text version they could probably get in on year one uh, to to at least uh, to provide uh, starting midseason. I think you're right. I think that's a good idea. I like you said. All you need is a little bit of graphics and a little fancy ESPN licensed music, and it comes yep. up. I mean, you maybe a little you, Trey Wingo. Well, he's not there anymore, is he? No, but you know you you know what week when the week start the rankings start coming out. That's a new option on the dynasty menu and you click yeah. it and you get the fancy music and it maybe it reveals i don't want to yeah. say slowly but staggers in yeah i mean that could be pretty damn that could be pretty damn cool yeah so, i mean you don't need the fancy you know studio and the 3d yeah. host i mean that i know if you could snap your fingers and make it happen that'd be great but i think just sometimes simpler is better and i think but i mm-hmm. think that it, i'm very interested to see how they handle playoff presentation most people and, are going to skip that stuff anyways so right details also very important some of these we had some we did not that when you start switching teams around conferences dynamically updated uniform patches and helmet decals the field art and stadium graphics it's going to be interesting to see how these stadiums are made they're going around uh we know again from matt brown who's been doing great work tracking all this stuff down through freedom of of information act from the schools that EA has been asking for pictures of their stadiums. And they said they would come back later and ask them for uh, game day photos of their stadiums to make sure they had it accurate. So it makes me wonder how are they building these stadiums? I assume they would have to be flying out to stadiums 
But as far as I know, there's been no reports of EA going to stadiums. That hasn't leaked yet, or nobody from a school has said, hey, EA's here today. What we have had is the Ole Miss Picks Twitter account all but saying, paraphrasing, we may or may not have sent some stadium pictures today to a college football video game maker. So we know that they provided their stadium to EA College Football. Is there any other details you can think of, JB? I, I mean, those are the big ones when I go through the community, what they've asked for in the past and present about this is basically if you switch conference, I mean, you've got to have those, you want those proper logos showing up around your stadium, your field, on your uniforms. Yeah, that's going to be uh, the main thing. So, I mean, obviously with the technology where we are today, I think that's not going to be too hard to have, be able to have that stuff be dynamic. Um I think it was dynamic already back then in 14, wasn't it? It had some of that. I believe the, yeah. uh, yep. Some of it was, some of it was not. I believe the field art did the stadium graphics. Uh, I don't believe did because no. I believe those were set, but I, so it'll, it really depend how they build these new stadiums for the, you know, the PS five and the Xbox that yeah. who knows, there's a lot to be find out and a lot to, to come out, obviously pie in the sky, things that if maybe you could just, you know, Thanos snap your finger and get them. They'd be great. Uh, but I will, also say that I don't know that these are worth the effort or worth the time. They're pretty significant and maybe not worth the return on investment. The first one would be teams changing conferences on their own during dynasty, similar to team relocation and other sports titles. This is one of those that it sounds great. I mean, it sounds awesome. If you're playing a dynasty and all of a sudden you found out that let's just say the game came out two years ago and all of a sudden you magically find out Texas, Oklahoma in your dynasty are changing. Yeah. You know, first off, the question is, how would the rumor and news of those potential changes be presented and surfaced in the game? Does it just all of a sudden the offseason comes and they're there and you're thinking, what what happened? Or yeah, do you get I, a ticker and it says this? Or I don't think know. they would go into detail why the the, right. the, the, the NCAA probably wouldn't allow things like that. But it, you know. Well, NCAA is not involved, though, but the conferences probably would have put a kibosh yeah. on it. Or, yeah. Kind of much like, yeah, you know, they, they wouldn't allow player suspensions and stuff like that in the past. Right. So that's one of those that I, it sounds, this sounds great. Like if somebody told me this was in the game, that's great. Yeah. But the more I think about it, you know, there's just, it's just more questions because what if you really don't want your team to change a conference? I suppose you could say, well, there's an option. It'd you can turn it off, option, but, yeah. but then you go to, then why is it in there? And if you have the custom conference feature, just do it yourself manually. So I, my thought is that it's probably better for conference realignment to be done manually and not but it, yeah, at the same time, it'd be kind of cool for it to happen when you least expect it. And, I agree. And change the landscape of your game. I just don't know how you, the logic behind the scenes would have to be. And I'm sure if we sat down and thought about it, we could probably, you know, hash out something, but it, yeah. it would be tough because you wouldn't want, you'd have to have some of those teams locked to regions and some not like a national brand could hop around like it, you know, a Texas fits in anywhere. Yeah, you know if they Again, want to, be, but it's then they be done right. That's where I lean towards. It's probably just best if this is is done manually. Is there anything else that maybe when it comes to custom conferences and the feature as we wrap up the show that maybe they would think about adding or things that just off the top of your head might come to mind would be cool with it? Uh, not really. I think we covered a, a good <laughs> majority of everything there. I think um, you know as we we move along with the, the ever-changing landscape obviously there has to be flexibility in the uh in these type of things and so it's almost got to be a day one thing um because we don't know where when and where things are going to happen as we you know six months ago nobody expected this to happen no. so 
you know, the, the, this type of flexibility probably needs to be in the game if we are going to have a sustainable franchise that is going to be around, hopefully, for the next 15 to 20 years like the previous franchise was. Right, right. I would agree. So with that, let's wrap up the show, JB. And we'll be back sooner than later. There's a lot of news to talk about and feedback to come. So we'll be back soon with more episodes of the Gaming Tailgate podcast. Make sure to follow us at Gaming Tailgate on Twitter and also on Facebook. Join the Discord server. Hit us up with any questions or thoughts at podcast at thegamingtailgate.com. JB, thank you. Thank you. And everybody, thanks for watching.